Off the Ball with the BetDAC Exchange on your desktop or on your mobile. Available from the App Store or at BetDAC.com. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Donny Manny, welcome to studio. Hello. Joe, what's up, man? Not much. Just doing a show. Well, Ren- Wayne Rooney is attempting a penalty. Oh. Nine minutes gone. Rooney's running up. He slams it to the right. The keeper goes to the left. It's 1-0 Manchester United. Well, there you go. It's all happening, Donny. Boom. That's uh, That must be, what, two penalties scored for Wayne Rooney in the space of uh, eight, nine minutes of football in the last uh, couple of days. When you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> so... What a weekend in the NFL, in the wildcard playoffs. Saturday, you were in here on Sunday, I should say. It was a rare treat for people, unexpectedly. Mm. You were in here on Sunday. So you were talking about the Saturday games. Uh, Kansas absolutely hockeyed uh, Houston Texans, 30-0. Very little to say about that game. Yeah. Uh, Steelers, 18. Cincinnati Bengals, 16. An ugly game. You didn't like that game. And then on Sunday, we had Seahawks, 10. Minnesota Vikings, 9. A lot to talk about there. And uh, the game I saw the most of, actually, from the weekend was uh, Green Bay beating our beloved Washington Redskins, 35 points to 18. A um, bit of irony there. I'm sure I, people got that. I sensed it. So, where do we want to start? For for people who didn't, and I can't imagine there are many of them out there, didn't hear Sunday's show and us talking, uh, Saturday games were just pretty awful for a host of reasons. Yeah, the Saturday games, uh, two, well, for, there were two different kind of contrasting sort of games. The One was a blowout, so it was just crap, and it was just a shame to see one team just being so outclassed, especially because they were at home. This is the Texans. They just didn't turn up. Their quarterback was horrible. They were thoroughly outclassed. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They were a crap team from a crap division. They're gone now. See you later. No more of the Texans. Kansas mm-hmm. City move on to play the Patriots this Saturday night. It's going to be a great game. A lot to look forward to there as a fan, as a neutral, whatever. Yeah. Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati, a game played in sort of a downpour amongst two sort of divisional rivals, two teams that hate each other, a lot of bad blood in this game, um, a lot of injured players as well. So it wasn't teams were in at full strength, and it just got ugly. It got really bad. Uh, there was at one point one of the coaches on the, on the Steelers grabbed uh, one of the Bengals players by his dreadlocks and sort of pulled on his head. Um, and 20, 22 seconds left in the game with the game on the line, uh, the Steelers quarterback throws this pass over the middle. You know these passes over the middle. This is the most dangerous part of the NFL field, you know. It's like when you throw the ball down the middle of the field, the, your receiver or your tight end is completely a sitting duck for these sort of big concussion shots, you know, these diving Safety's coming in head first, slamming guys. This is the most dangerous part of the field. The headshot's illegal now, as far as I know. It, a head-to-head shot is illegal, but I mean, okay. you you would have watched it. There's if you watch this game, there was a in the fourth quarter. This guy uh, Giovanni Bernardi plays for the Bengals. He had caught the ball, and the defensive uh, the linebacker on the Steelers dives head first at him and smashes him sort of between the head and the neck. And he's just Bernard just goes out and he's out on the pitch completely. He's on his he's on his stomach, just sort of flailing on the ground. Right. Uh, 
wheeled off, had, couldn't play anymore of the game. That's a legal hit. You know, and they do all this sort of reviewing and they go to the referees guy back in New York and they're like, well, guys, sorry, that's a legal hit. It's unfortunate, but that's actually legal because uh-huh. the rules actually allow you to do this. To, once a guy has a ball has the ball in his hand, you can actually take a shot at his head. It's 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 disappointing. It, just the violence of the game is always sort of, you know, under under is always sort of ready to sort of surface or bubble over and um, there's this play late in the game game defining play Antonio Brown the Steelers wide receiver just gets leveled by this guy named Vontae's perfect shoulder right to Brown's head he goes down I mean he just gets totally flattened out concussed he's gone and then all of these penalties accrue from unnecessary roughness and all this kind of stuff Burfecht is actually suspended for three games because of this one hit so and Donnie, are there purists watching who think this is great stuff? I love the physicality of NFL. I hate the new age soft player. This is the good stuff. This used to happen in my day. Or is everybody roundly saying this is a really grim side of the game? This is a terrible game. Nobody thought this was good. Yeah, I don't know these people. I mean, I hate even to mention this person's name, but like, there was a, tr- a tweet from Donald Trump on on after the game, and it was like. The NFL's going soft. These guys are getting penalized for these hits. Like, this isn't the game that I used to love. This you big, know? That is out there. That is yeah. out there. It's an extremist perspective. I mean, I don't know anybody who wants to see just, like, the best players, the, the most outstanding players in the game having to be carted off mm. with head injuries, you know? And, like, nobody nobody approves of this. Nobody enjoys it. It's terrible. Like, I... I look, there, those people might exist. These people, like, bring back the old days, like, the, when men were men. But, like... I personally find it pretty deplorable, and it's you know it's hard to really enjoy it as a as a sport or as entertainment when these guys are just risking and risking their livelihood and just sort of you know get, getting suffering really debilitating injuries. You know? Yeah. As an aside, so perfect point to make a tangent before we talk about Sunday's games. Uh, Will Smith's new film, Concussion, a lot of publicity, a lot of noise around this film. It's about the NFL. It's bombed. In yeah. its uh, first week at the box office. Yeah, and you, you wonder about this as well because, like, it's concussion is a massive, a massive issue in in the NFL. And they, you know, they really haven't. They've tried to sweep it under the co- under the covers a bit, and it just hasn't gone away. Mm. Will Smith starring and in this film called Concussion was released Christmas Day. Now, if you were trying, if you were going to release a movie <laughs> on like Christmas Day, you want to be very. Select. You want to really think this one through if you're going to release a movie on Christmas Day because there's another movie released on Christmas Day in America or Christmas weekend in America that had a lot of marketing behind it. It's called <laughs> Star Wars. It was the biggest movie ever released in the history of movies, right? Uh, uh. Concussion is a movie, a very small budget film made for $35 million. It was never going to be yeah. Star Wars. Concussion beats Star Wars at the box office. The movies that were released that weekend in America, like Point Break, Star Wars, escapist films that people go to on holidays when they yeah. want. people. It's Christmas time. They want a total break from reality. They okay. do not want to watch on Christmas Day <laughs> a movie about how America's pastime is actually has yeah. this vile, violent kind of aspect to it that actually like you know you know players are getting killed nobody really wants to reckon with these facts okay on christmas day now there are plenty of times weekends previous where the film might have got a better viewing but you almost wonder if sony the people who produced the film maybe if they wanted did they want this film just to sort of disappear and make you know just not be heard from like why, why go to the trouble of making it then well uh, look i if there are articles you you can read on deadspin.com about how the nfl lobbied hard with Sony to have changes made to the film, mm. 
tweaks of the script, all kinds of stuff that the NFL was very uncomfortable with the movie and its portrayal of concussion. But from I haven't seen it, so the reviews are sort of mixed. You know, right. decent movie, but like it doesn't it doesn't hit home. And you know, it's it's a shame because sometimes these sort of stories, you know, you can watch the documentary about the concussion crisis. But sometimes they need, you know, maybe a little bit of a Hollywood sort of a touch sure. to really hit home, to really change people's opinions on these things. Well, but, yeah, let's talk about concussion when uh, when we see it. I think we'll probably do something on the show on it. So that was Saturday. Mm. Donnie's in here on Sunday afternoon. He's a bit grimmed out by what's happened Saturday. Uh, Sunday, we have Seahawks 10, Minnesota Vikings 9, uh, Green Bay beating Washington 35-18. Uh, this was... Um, the Minnesota game, this is where the fans were being told to bring cardboard to stand on so their feet aren't directly on the uh, concrete because it's minus 17. Yeah, I think it actually dropped to minus 21 Celsius. Ugh. I was um, saying on Sunday, what does minus 17 feel like? And um, I got a tweet later on from someone saying, uh, your nose hairs freeze and stick together. It's that cold. Insane, can you imagine? Yeah. I, I presume it was capacity crowd there. Yeah, they, they sold out in the end. I mean, yeah. and you're out in that for four hours <laughs> in the cold. Did anyone die? I don't think, well, like... They hung on, and then so you hang on and you hang on. The Vikings were winning the whole game. Then the momentum swung radically towards Seattle. Mm. And last drive of the game, the Vikings have the ball. They're driving down the field. A few things go their way. Suddenly, they're a 27-yard field goal away from winning the game and from you know winning this playoff game. So these people who have suffered and endured this cold, yeah. all of a sudden it seems worth it because all they, all they have to do is make this field goal. And it's not just, you know, it's not it's a... It's a 27-yard field goal. For a bit of context, this season, 291 field goals of 27 yards or less have been attempted in the NFL, and 289 of those field goals have been made. There was a 99% chance of kicker Blair Walsh making this field goal. Blair Walsh, he made the most field goals of any kicker in the NFL this season, Uh. and he made three field goals of much more complexity in in that game. Uh. So there's nobody in the stadium who's thinking... Blair Walsh, the most reliable kicker in the NFL and maybe the most important player on the Vikings, is going to miss this kick. But anyway, as we'll hear now, it didn't go to plan. Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down. Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good. He missed it. Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that. He missed it left. And the Seattle Seahawks are off to Charlotte. Blair Walsh missed a 27-yard field goal, and the Minnesota Vikings are going to lose 10-9. Now, sometimes you just rather be lucky than good. There's a video I tweeted out, a link to News Talk, where uh, lots of people, as is the thing now, I guess, it's funny. The the non-big sports fans in the house video the sports fans watching crucial moments like this, and the reactions are like that commentator times a billion. Yeah, there's a lot of anger out there when from Minnesota's fans when Blair Walsh misses from 27 yards. A lot of rage. I mean, Walsh, you know, he just shanked it. It was like Jerry Leroy on the first hole at the uh, the pro am at uh, Royal County Down this year. Just shanked it, shanked it. Um, it hurts me to admit that Jerry Leroy played very well at Royal County Down. <laughs> no, no, I was just hearing different reports. <laughs> no, no, he did. I was there. I, I made the mistake of caddying for him. It was one of the, his tortures. But um, but most most of most Irish people will know. You know what people who aren't NFL fans will know about the, the about kicking is they've learned from the film Ace Ventura and the experience of Ray Ray Finkel. You know this laces out. Have you you know Ace Ventura? Sure. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It's actually a sports movie. I don't remember that detail. Well, Ray Finkel was a it's the Dolphins, isn't it? Yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, he was the field goal kicker for the Dolphins, yeah. and his holder 
Dan Marino sabotaged him by turning the laces in. By turning the laces in exactly, and there and the holder Blair Walsh, his holder Jeff Locke, twice in this game he had the laces <gasps> facing in at the kick, in like he kicked the laces twice, and so you know right away once his kick goes wide. Twitter erupts, laces out, laces out. And is, laces that, out. is that the reason that Walsh missed the kick? Well, I was reading that, and a kick that was so short and so makeable, yeah, that the laces out wouldn't have made a massive difference because, like, it laces out. It only matters on sort of long kicks. You want to, you want the laces facing away so you're so you can ensure straightness. But yeah. what he did, the kick was so short, the laces actually made no difference, according to one special teams expert. I looked at it. And it's a classic thing when you're nervous. He snatched at it. Yeah. And he hooked it. Yeah, it was right. He, he just didn't, he just, he just rushed his kicking leg out of anxiousness instead of just relaxing and let, let it go through. Exactly. Now, Walsh, in fairness to him, he stood and he faced the firing line 12 minutes after the game. He just answered questions and he owned up. He said, look, it was on me. It was on me. Even though his, his uh, snapper clearly screwed up or yeah. his, his holder, he, he faced the music. He said, look, I messed up here. Wow. Blame me. The kickers, it's such a weird thing, right? Because these guys, mm-hmm. they don't make much money. Do they not? Like relatively to like the marquee guys. They play arguably the most important role in their, on their teams. Well, I was talking last week about this Jets game I was at. During the game, the offense is on the field. The defense is sort of watching them. The kicker, the punter, and the long snapper sit in the corner of, on the sidelines, completely isolated. Yeah. They, they're this entity in, inside the team completely on their own. Yeah. Like... All they have to do, they, they can't screw up. That's basically their only remit. Whatever yeah. you do, don't screw up. Come on, do make, be 100%, don't yeah. screw up, and then disappear. Like everybody else, there's room, there's other people to support them when things go wrong. These guys are out on the stage. It's a really weird specialist position. You have to have a strange personality. You're a loner. You have to, just, you have to deliver all the time. Yeah. Um, and they don't get remunerated for it fairly, I think, in my opinion. Given their importance. Yeah. Now, and there's only there's only maybe like one or two NFL kickers who are regarded as sort of memorable for the right reasons. But Blair Walsh now, for the history of the NFL, will be remembered for this one kick. Sure. And he joined a long list of other kickers who've screwed up in the big spot. And are they never the hero? Never. Like, there's one. Make a I, kick from 50 yards to win the Super Bowl. I can there's think no of guy. Two kickers come to mind, but like in the long list of NFL kickers, yeah. most of them are goats. And it's a, You're just a career of trying to avoid the big mistake. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know what mentality, how you have the mentality for that job because like, it's basically you're just waiting to screw up, you yeah. know. It's, it's a difficult one. I feel uh, bad for Blair Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, per Blair Walsh. Uh, we're about out of time. So uh, Green Bay dispatched of Washington. It wasn't a close game in the end. This week, we have got uh, New England Patriots against uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. You, you said that would be a good game. They were 30-0 winners, as we said. Uh, Arizona Cardinals against the Packers. And then on Sunday, Seahawks against the Panthers and Broncos against the Steelers. Uh, this has the shape of a very good weekend. Yeah, very good. I mean, the, if you watch any of that Seahawks game against the Vikings, the Seahawks are one of the most compelling teams in the league. The, uh, Russell Wilson is a, is a great postseason quarterback. They've got a great... Uh, they're playing a great team in, in Carolina. So the two early games for Irish viewers are like actually probably the two best to watch, I think. And okay. there'll also be a bit of Peyton Manning stuff because yeah. he'll be starting for the Broncos against Pittsburgh. So, like, Just don't mention that non-story. No, just don't bring up that thing that we're not allowed to talk about. Donnie? All right. I'll see you next Tuesday. See you then. Off the Ball. Getting inside the game. Sponsored by Ireland's favourite car brand, Ford. Go further.